anymore. Hey, welcome to the Better Together Podcast. I'm Tony. And I'm Anne. We're so glad you're with us today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. We love to podcast with you. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. We tried to rope someone else in, but they had to go pick up their kids. <laughs> so we let them out of it this time. This time. <laughs> this time. Next week, they may be here, though. Our secret right. surprise guest. That's it. Or two, if we can convince them. People are intimidated by the microphone, I think. It's funny because it's not like they're in front of people, but yet it's still intimidating. Yeah, because then eventually you're in front of people. Because, like, they're listening to you. It's well, still vulnerable. I guess, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we're glad you're here. Couple questions. Of course, we like our little questions. Mm -hmm. um, what's your favorite candy? Ooh, what's my favorite candy? Um... I'm going to go with Reese Cups. Oh, and the chocolate peanut butter? The chocolate peanut butter combo. But um, I actually eat now just because they make me feel better about myself. Atkins has a little peanut butter cup. That's uh -huh. like a low carb, but it's delicious. Nice. Delicious. See, now I just saw someone make s'mores with peanut butter cups, marshmallow, and cookies. Oh, like some kind of cookie, like a chocolate chip cookie or something like or that. A shortbread cookie would be kind of, that would be good. Nothing wrong with the old graham cracker either. Nope. S'mores are yummy. Yeah. So what, do you, what would your favorite candy be? Well, I don't eat like regular candy much anymore, but I have a favorite. It's, you get it in Hawaii. I actually, my kids ordered some for me for Mother's Day. Aw, how fun. And by my kids, I mean, Michael probably did it and the kids well, gave it to me. That's but right. they're called Maui Caramax, which are like the best of all the worlds because it's milk chocolate, which dark chocolate is my favorite, but they don't make them in dark chocolate. So it's milk chocolate, caramel, and macadamia nuts. Wow. They're so good. I was going to say, yeah, because you're a chocolate caramel. You love that I combo. love chocolate chocolate caramel and they bought them from a case of them so six boxes of 12 oh and I still have like four boxes by my bed and the kids are like how do you still have those oh, wow. why can't we come in and eat them I'm like <laughs> I don't eat them very often but when I want one I like go in and I get one yeah yeah so they last a very long time if you don't eat them very often well right yeah but if, if I'm eating a healthy candy then Lily Brand makes a dark, mm. dark, salted chocolate nice. candy bar. That's good. Then I eat like a couple squares at a time. Yeah. Just that little something. Because they're expensive. Yeah. Like four bucks a candy I bar. I can imagine eating. I don't know as though I could sit down and eat like a whole candy bar. Oh, I in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, no. For sure. King no. size. Mm -hmm. Really? Oh, no, I love I sugar. And when I was eating sugar... I was addicted to sugar. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, I could down an entire can of Pringles. Yes, no. In like five seconds. Mm, I like salty stuff, but popcorn. Yeah. I like popcorn. Hmm. We like food. <laughs> we talk about food a lot. We do. <laughs> we do. It's okay. And then what, last week we talked about our favorite things about fall, but this week I'm kind of missing summer. So what uh, do you miss about summer? Oh, my goodness. Um, 
you know, my, I would say going into fall, I'm realizing that my fall winter shoes are slim to none. Uh huh. So I miss sandals. Your shoe wardrobe. My shoe, my shoe <laughs> wardrobe is lacking. Don't tell my husband. He'll, he'll disagree. But like to just wear a pair of everyday shoes, like to come into work or something like yeah. that. I just don't have it. Oh. So it's either boots. Yeah, I'm not ready for boots. Or tennis shoes. Oh, yeah. So I, I do don't have, have the a little pair. Of, do you have the little pair of white tennis shoes? Like everybody yeah. has a little slip on white tennis shoes. Yeah. That are my age. <laughs> I think I have. I think I have mine on today. Do you? Oh, I wore actually little flats. Did you? Yes. Yeah. But I I was building them up over in the summer because I'm a flat person, mm-hmm. not like a heel person, and uh, I'm not. I want real shoes until it snows. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I I wore boots the other night and thought, nope, I'm not ready for this. I'm not doing this until it snows. I can do it. I don't mind wearing them. I wore some. I have these cute little ankle black boots that have a heel that I love. I wore those on Sunday, but I don't want to sit at work all day in boots. Yeah, I'm just, I can't do it. Are you the kind of person who waits as long as possible and freezes to death before you turn the heat on because you don't want to turn it on this early in the year? Or do you just turn it on when it gets cold? Um, gosh, let's see. How do I answer that? At night. Have you had your heat on yet? Yes. Okay. Because at night we sleep at 65 degrees. Yeah. So then, and sometimes now in the morning it's, it's colder. So the heat all. Like it was 40 degrees when we got up this morning. Yeah. But I want it 70 when I, when I get out of bed and warm. jump in the shower and stuff. I want a little warm. So there are people, my sister included, who they just, I don't want to turn it on this early in the year, so I'm just going to freeze No, until the calendar moves a little bit. Nope. Like, no, I you like know to what? be comfortable. Yeah, and I put I, my electric blanket on my bed already. Oh, if we have a decent, you know, 2,300 <laughs> square feet, and my heating bill is not that expensive. Yeah. It's yeah, worth I'm, it to me to be warm. Right. Yeah, for sure. I just wondered. But I do, I do like getting up, especially like on a Saturday morning, having Ron kick the fireplace on, getting under oh, my yeah. blanket with my coffee and snuggle it's up. cozy. Yeah, cozy. But I miss about summer is the warmth. Okay. I'm always cold. We almost went right into talking what we love about fall. I know. I I love. I'm always cold. Oh, always yeah. cold. So you like heat, heat. And heat. so even when I'm sitting at the pool with my friends, they're like, "Oh, I'm dying. Are you going to get in?" And I'm like, "Not quite warm enough yet." She goes, "It's 88 degrees out here." I'm like, "I'm not sweating yet." <laughs> so awesome. I'm always cold. So I miss the heat. The humidity does great things for the curl in my hair. Like I miss summer. Yeah, I am not a fan of air conditioning. I don't want to live in a refrigerator. Yeah. I mean, I just or go to church in a refrigerator. Or yeah, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> <laughs> the air on Sunday. I know it was forty-five degrees outside. Texting, you have to text. Just look, turn around, look at Pastor Rob, and be like, Rob, I need the heat. I need the heat. If I go get my blanket out of my office, <laughs> out of my office, and put it over my shoulders, maybe they'll get, get the, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so we miss you, summer. But fall is my favorite season, except for the cold part. Yeah, I do enjoy, I enjoy all the seasons. I am probably a summer girl. Um, we don't need a jacket. You no. don't need a coat. It's not layers. You I, just get now, dressed and go. If there's one thing that I don't put on until I absolutely have to, it's a coat. Really? I get in my car in my garage 
and I leave and I'm going right in somewhere else. I don't like to I don't like to drive with a coat on. It makes me bananas. So I will hold off wearing a coat. Uh-huh. Absolutely as long as I possibly can. Good to know. Yeah, I'll be bringing coats with me everywhere I go. Yeah. I usually keep an extra one in the car in the winter yeah. just in case I need to double up. Nope. And then I we keep the garage usually at like 50 degrees. So oh, you have a heated garage. Yeah. Oh, it nice. has one of those little um gas heaters that sits up in the corner like oh nice yeah so crank that thing on just enough to keep it just a little bit warm when you get in the car so I don't think about it I'm like no I do start my car before I get in and in the winter though sometimes I get somewhere and I'm like oh man I really should have grabbed a coat (laughs) (laughs) so you keep one in the car I know that's what I that's what I have to do so today we're gonna talk about one of my favorite subjects okay the favorite subject okay let's just be honest right the favorite favorite subject. subject I love the, all of the word, but I love to talk about prayer. Yeah. And so I've wanted to do this podcast for several, several weeks. I woke up thinking about it sometime in August, actually. Wow. So a long time. Uh, you might be good at prayer if. And this is the reason most people think they can't pray. Right. And my grandma used to call me all the time and say, your prayers go higher than mine. So I'm going to have you pray for this. I have a sister who does that. Yeah, but God listens to you too. Not like he listens to you. You know, they're more given to prayer. So we'll just let them do the praying. And um, so I just thought this might be a good topic to hit on a podcast. You might be good at prayer if... And we'll just see if we can get rid of all the insecurities about prayer, all the misconceptions about prayer, and uh, maybe change some of our little mindsets about how easy it is to pray. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I have written down is you might begin at prayer if you have vocal cords. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. Vocal cords. So check real quick. See if you have vocal cords. If you do, you might be good at prayer. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you don't, sign language works too. Right. <laughs> That's right. God reads sign language. He probably gave someone the idea to invent it. Probably. And so you might be good at prayer if you have vo- vocal mm-hmm. cords. God needs your voice. He needs your voice to pray. Mm-hmm. So... You might be good at prayer if you have vocal cords. So if you have vocal cords, raise your hand. And now say, I might be good at prayer. I might be good at prayer. Yay. Yay. Okay. All right. What else? So you might be good at prayer if you can put words together in sentences. Yeah. Can you put words together in sentences? Yeah. Try it. Say, I can make a sentence. <gasps> you made a sentence. You can pray. If you can talk, if you can say words, you can pray. And that's, and it's just having a conversation with God. Yeah. It's, and so it doesn't need to be fancy. It doesn't need to be long. Sometimes it's just as simple as, God, I need you right here in this moment. Yeah. I like to say, and I'm, it's a conversation rooted in relationship and based on trust. Yeah. That's the end. If you're if you are a child of God, which means that you accepted Jesus as your Lord 
and you can put two words together. You can pray. Maybe even one word. Sometimes help is all you can get out or Jesus is all you can get out. If that's what you say, guess what? He still comes right away to be with you and to see what you need. And prayer doesn't have to be complicated. Right. And uh, we're going through the Love the Lost prayer journal. We did as a church in 2018? No, 2019. We did it last fall, right? I thought we did it the fall before. No, I think we did it last fall. It was last fall. Has this spring, I know today oh. marks like eight years since COVID started. Did we do it as a campus and then do it churchwide? We did it as a campus and then we did it as all eight campuses. Yeah. And so it it hasn't even been a year, but it feels like it's been 10 years since 2020 started. Well, that's true. But at the end of each day, there's some prayer points for yourself and prayer points for the lost people that were on your list. And it's just a couple sentences. Mm-hmm. And it's so simple, but it doesn't have to be complicated to work. Right. It doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. And I like, I say this all the time. If I texted Michael milk, so say I'm at home cooking Mm -hmm. dinner and I realize I'm missing some ingredients. And so I go to get in my purse to get my debit card to send one of my children to the store and realize my debit card is with one of my children at YSU. So I have no power to get groceries because I have no access to my money. Mm -hmm. So I think, well, Michael will be coming home soon. Let me just text him. And if I texted him milk, eggs, and bread, I wouldn't have to, to say, oh, dear, great and wonderful husband of mine, you're so wonderful and you treat me so amazing. And I'm just so thankful to be your wife. Would you mind in the gracious and goodness of your heart with that wonderful debit card that's in your wallet to stop at the store called Giant Eagle and bring me the following ingredients? All I have to do is say milk, eggs, and bread, and he would know exactly what I needed. And he would stop on the way home and he would get milk and eggs and bread. And if he needed clarification... He would ask. Yeah, right. Prayer is that simple. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. What's another one? You're good at prayer if. You might be good at prayer if. Those are my two big ones. Those are the big ones. Because that seems to be the ones that get in the way. People are like, what does my prayer do? What does, what good is my prayer? Your prayer does yeah. everything. James 5, 5, 16 says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, person, and avails much. much. It makes tremendous power available, dynamic, and it's working. Your prayer, your one little prayer all by yourself releases all of the power of God into this earth and mm-hmm. into your situation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take a multitude of people praying always, although corporate prayer is powerful and there are times and spaces and places for that. I mean, look at the book of Esther. She had a big job ahead of her to go into the king and turn his heart not to destroy their nation, but she just didn't go in there willy-nilly all by herself. Mm -hmm. She told Mordecai, 
I'm going to fast and pray. And you get all the people of Israel to fast and pray. So they had a time of corporate fasting and prayer before she went in there to change that nation. That was something that she felt like she couldn't turn by herself. Mm -hmm. She needed all the prayer support of Israel. Yeah. When there was persecution coming against the church, they went back to their company in Acts chapter 4 and prayed together as a group. But you know how in uh, 1 Kings 19, 18, there was a drought in Israel and one person, Elijah, prayed for it not to rain and it didn't rain, but then he prayed for rain and it did rain. One, one person. person. And if you read on in James 5, it's it, after he talks about prayer releasing the power of God, he's, he takes it back to comparing it to what Elijah did and praying for the rain. And he said, Elijah was a man just like you with you know weaknesses and passions just like you. And yet when he prayed, God moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One person. Your prayer matters. Your one prayer matters. It makes a huge difference. Makes a big difference. Prayer releases God to move. God can do anything. He's all powerful, but he needs our prayers to release that action into the earth. He needs us to speak those things. And yeah, sometimes maybe you're in a situation where it's just so overwhelming You don't even know what to do. And that's where it's good to have somebody that you can go to and say, please pray with me on this. I'm just facing this incredible challenge, and I just don't have the words right now. There's certainly times for that. But I know one thing that's really helped me personally, because I kind of feel sometimes like I'm lost in my prayers and I don't really know what I'm doing. And I started um, over a year ago now a prayer journal And I started writing out my prayers. I have some scriptures that I read every morning before. One of them I was talking about um, before we started was Psalm 5.3. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. I bring my request before you in expectation that you hear me. And so I read that before I start. And then I started just writing out, I'm praying for this person or I'm praying for that person. If somebody posts something on Facebook, I'll pray about that. Or then my own personal things in my life. What was that psalm again? Psalm 5-3. And so I have been doing this for over a year. And it's great to look back and see where God has moved in different situations, where he has answered some prayers. Or if I was praying for someone six months ago, maybe that I don't see that often, to just shoot him a text and say, hey, I was praying for this with you. You know, just wanted to check on you, see how everything's going. And Helps you stay connected with people. Yeah, for sure. You actually read that in the Passion Translation before we turned the the recorder on, which I just glanced. I thought, did we turn the recorder on? I hope we turned the <laughs> recorder on. But Psalm 5.3 in the Passion Translation says, At each and every sunrise, you will hear my voice as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you. Every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. I loved that. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe you were going to read it in that translation. I read it in the translation. That you read every that I morning. Read that one in the morning. Yeah, but, but yeah. every morning he hears your voice. And it it doesn't have to be fancy and it doesn't have to be uh, uh, long. It doesn't have to be a drawn out thing. 
it needs to be like a throughout the day thing where you keep coming back and coming back and coming back, which is honestly the disciples lived a life of prayer because they lived their whole life that three and a half years talking to Jesus. Like when Peter said, Lord, look, the fig tree that you cursed, it, it died. That was prayer. You know why? He was talking to Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's how simple it was. And when Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus, Jesus, your friend that you love is sick. That Mm -hmm. was prayer. That was saying, Lord, come heal my brother. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it's not complicated. Right. It's just taking those desires of your heart or those things that you see that need to change and, and taking them before the Lord and saying, God, can you do something about this? Mm-hmm. Do something about this. Come yeah. intervene in this situation. Yeah. Sometimes that's all I know to pray, especially looking at our nation right now. I just go, Lord, right, <laughs> intervene. Yeah, <laughs> Come down and intervene, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need divine intervention in this situation. Yeah. And if you feel like for some reason you're just in a place where you don't think God's really hearing you, then spend that time and just say, God, I just need to to check my heart in front of you. Is everything right with me? And then just talk, you know, then just have that conversation with him. Because there are some days when, you know, maybe I'm praying in the car in traffic and, and, you know, somebody, as Pastor Michael will say, is in the left lane down Route 5 going 45 miles an hour, you know, and I kind of get out of place a little bit. I have to come back and say, okay, I need to focus here and get right yeah love is patient love is kind even on on route five it's not irritable yeah but but there is no or you could pray for them to be blessed with a faster car or driving ability god bless them with driving ability teach them where that skinny little pedal on the right is that's the gas um but yeah but i if you are a child of God, then we're all, you know, it's, I'm one of eight children and my parents didn't look at my requests any different than they looked at anybody else's requests. Yeah. You know, although maybe they did with me. I don't know. I was I pretty much the favorite. The favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, you have to look at that. If you're a child of God, then he wants to hear from you. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. And I hear this a lot. I really don't feel mm. like God is listening. I really don't feel like he hears me. I don't feel like anything's happening. And the, the problem is that word feel. Yeah. Because we're not called to walk by feelings. No, we walk by faith. We walk by faith. Yeah. And so I remember some days just sitting in my room going, God, your word says you're here. I know you're here. It sure doesn't feel like the God of the universe who created everything in power is sitting in this room with me. But I'm going with what your word said. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pray anyway. And if that's you and you're stuck in, I really don't think that God hears my prayers, then read First John 5, 14 and 15 in the Amplified Classic Version. Because it says, This is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. It doesn't say if we feel like he hears us, he heard us. It says if we ask anything according to his will, which is his word, he hears us. And Mm -hmm. so we need to set aside that need to feel something. 
because you're not always going to feel something. Right. But that's okay. You're not always going to feel something after you pray. You know, there's those people who are like, oh, every time I pray, I just feel so edified and encouraged and built up. Well, sometimes after I pray, I feel more tired than when I start because you're expending energy. Yeah. But it doesn't matter what you feel. You can't judge whether or not your prayer is effective by that. Mm -hmm. Your prayer is effective when you pray according to the word. Right. Your prayer is effective when you direct it to the Father. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus, your prayer is effective when you release it because you're a child of God. Yeah. And it's important, something you said, you know, when you're praying according to the word, get to know the word. Yes. Find some scriptures you can stand on and get to know the word. Because when you start praying and you haven't, the enemy's going to come in and want to attack you. And he's going to want to convince you that God doesn't hear your prayer, yep. that God doesn't want to answer your prayer. And you have to be able to come back and say, no, this is what the word says. Yep. This is what God says. Yep. And tell him he's a liar. For sure. And if you feel like you don't know how to pray, my goodness, come to corporate prayer. Yeah. When I was at Rama Bible Training Center, they had prayer school after school. So we had three classes we went to every day, but then after school, there was an optional thing called prayer school. And then after that, there was healing school. Well, I had to work at the bank, so I wasn't always able to go. But whenever I was able to go to prayer school, I would go and just be in that atmosphere. I would listen to Brother Hagin pray. I would watch him pray. I would listen to how he quoted the word or what scriptures he would stand on. I would get around people who were comfortable praying Mm -hmm. and had a walk with God and were getting answers to their prayer. Because effective prayer isn't that you had a goosebump when you're done. Effective prayer is that you got an answer for what you asked. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. It wouldn't be super effective if I send a text to Michael to bring home groceries from the grocery store. And even though I felt super great about myself for asking in such an profound, efficient way if he didn't bring the groceries home that would have been an ineffective text right (laughs) oh i didn't know what you meant oh you sent me a text (laughs) right god listens every time we pray yeah and it doesn't matter how we feel when we pray it's effective because he hears us Mm -hmm. and uh so yeah and get in those habits of just you know um praising him you know god inhabits the praises of his people you know when jesus was teaching the disciples to pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name i mean honor god when he come when you're coming into his presence honor him and glorify him and tell him how much you love him yeah start your conversation you know that when i when i would go over and visit my mom if i just walked in and just you know didn't say anything, then that's not going to go very far. But man, especially if I haven't seen her for a while, I'm going to go in there and just be like, oh gosh, mom and hug her and love her and all that stuff. So honor your father and, and, um, when you get into his presence. For sure. So you might be good at prayer if you have vocal cords, that means you, so you're good at prayer and you might be good at prayer if you can talk. So that means you, everyone out there listening. You're breathing. You're breathing. You have a pulse. Yep. If you have a pulse, you can pray. Yep. Absolutely. So don't be shy. Don't hold back. Have some confidence in the God in you 
who helps you to pray anyway. Yeah. He's just waiting for you to ask. The Bible says he already knows what you have need of before you ask. So all you have to do is ask. Yeah. He's just waiting. So thank you for listening today. I can't believe we're out of time again. I know. But um, do we have any anything we need to let them know? Let's just tell them the retreat dates one more time. Please. Because last week we talked all about the retreat, but this week we want to let you know one more time, September 16th, 17th, and 18th in 2021, we're going to be converging on Beulah Beach again together as a group with Ann Bosman. Absolutely. Hey, if you like this podcast, do us a favor and share it. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. That helps others find us and know what we're all about. So, hey, we're all about connection here. Find us on social media, on Instagram, we're on sisterhood.victory. And on Facebook, we're Sisterhood of Victory at Warren. Come to Sisterhood. It is Monday nights at 7 p.m. and Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. right here at the VCC Warren campus. Call a girlfriend and catch up. Grab a cup of coffee with a bunch of friends. Connect at a church. We're at the Warren campus, but Victory has eight campuses. You can find all our locations on our website, vcc1church.com. Hey, and thanks for listening. And we'll see you back here again next week. And don't forget, we are are better better together. together.